Hey everybody, it's Jim and Rebecca, and we are super excited to bring you the first Community Church podcast episode. You know, the intent of this time is to be fun and just have a moment where we can continue the conversation from Sunday, maybe share some really cool things happening around here at the church. Um, And really the goal of each episode and our promise is we're going to try to stick to about 15 minutes in these conversations because we want this to be something you can listen to on a commute while you're running errands, while you're washing the dog, whatever (laughs) it may be. Uh, We just want these to be a quick moment to jump into what God is doing here at the church. That's right. So each week we want you to join us so we can interview different pastors and people in our community to really discover how they're walking out their lives with Jesus. It's going to be all these different sorts of people and guests that we're so excited to bring here to this table as we gather together to listen. Um, We really want us to make a difference. And as we do, we want this podcast to be a practical place to gain resources as you listen in your car, as he was saying, wash your dog, as you walk out this life with Jesus. Yeah, the dog may just be me. But anyway, so uh, (laughs) before we begin, we want to tell you guys just a little bit about who we are. Yeah, so all right, I'm Becca. I'm the communications director here. I've got a great husband, a little two and a half year old little girl, and it's all sparkles and glitter at our house with <laughs> let it go on repeat. So that's me. Yeah, I, I sparkles. I got sparkles, glitter <laughs> in my house. I got a four year old, a two year old girl. Uh, my wife, Gina, we're pregnant. We're having another Woo. baby in November. Uh, I'm the pastor of ministry experiences. What's Most that? people look at that's that question, <laughs> Rebecca. What is that? And you know what it is, is I get to lead our teams that help pull off our Sunday experiences from our production to our worship, to communications, guest services, to our family ministries. I just get to work with some amazing people and see what God's doing here at Community Church. That's awesome. Thanks, Jim. So let's get let's get into this. Let's thing. do it. Yeah, why not? So for our first episode, we want to talk more with David. Some of us call him D Yarbs, you know. Yarbs in the house. It's pretty cool. He's our senior pastor. He bought a dynamic sermon to us on Sunday. And we talked a lot about six ways to make a difference. This cat and dog theology thing and learn and pray. So how are you doing, David? Uh, I am super honored to be like guest number one on the community <laughs> church podcast or whatever we're going to call this. I'm fascinated about you guys wanting to wash dogs all the time and stuff like that. I'm, I'm so glad that I'm not y'all with all these kids in the house, but <laughs> I'm good. It's, it's a Monday afternoon. This is podcast number one. I'm number excited one. we're doing this Woo! and yes. then I get to be your first guest. So let's, let's do this, man. Yes. Thanks for having me. We got our coffee ready. We hope you guys are listening. So, hey, let's jump in. I got a new in. shirt on. You can't see <laughs> oh, it, but wow. just for the occasion. Yeah, it looks great, David. Thank so, you. hey, anyway, uh, we're really excited about this series we started, Six Ways to Make a Difference. Yes. And here in the store, even Sunday when he talks about the Moravians, you know, that was a prayer movement that really just impacted me to see what it really looks like to ask the Lord to move and to commit time for that. Um, we had a lot of people, though, ask questions about cat and dog theology. Yes. Some I kind of heard before. Uh, it's kind of strange when you talk about a cat and dog, to be honest. I like dogs and cats. Um, I hate cats, love dogs. <laughs> I'm with you, Becca. But so, hey, I love you cat people. Just don't don't be offended. Yes. Just, it's just a preference thing. Let's don't get into that one too much. <laughs> uh, we'll just say God created every animal, so we'll leave sure it at that. Sure he did, yeah. Uh, but David, let's just... You know, we heard the sermon on that, but I really want you just to give us a quicker um, thought on like, let's just say you and I in the elevator together, we're going up six stories that doesn't exist around here, six story buildings. But uh, (laughs) if we're in Atlanta or somewhere, we're in the elevator together. You got 30 seconds 
Uh, tell me really, what does that cat and dog theology mean? Yeah. Well, let me remind you of the, the joke that kind of Brian told is, hey, the, the dog looks to its master and says, hey, you give me a home, you feed me, you take care of me, you love me. You must be God. <laughs> yeah. And then the cat says, man, you give me a home, you feed me, you take care of me, you love me. I must be God. And it's that total <laughs> yeah. like perspective and paradigm where mm. the cat, and again, it's just an analogy. We don't have to stretch it too far. Don't anybody take it personal. But the, the cat's more self-centered as if the master exists to serve the cat. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Instead of the cat being a, a welcome addition as a pet into the loving home of the master. And so the attitude of the cat is they're the center of the home. But with the dog, the dog's centered on the master. The master is That's a center good. of their world and their reason for being, and they're just excited to be with their master, and they're full of love and loyalty and, and commitment. So it really comes to this. Do, uh, do we exist for God, or does God exist for us? Mm. That's and, a, and cat theology so tends to put as if God exists for us, and that's just not, not the case. I think we know yeah. that in our head, but we often— get confused in our practical day-to-day -day life. So does that, do. does that help? That's good. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's a convicting great. thing when you think about that. Where are you in that story of cat and dog theology? I think so too. And I love what you said about how the dog is centered on the master. Mm -hmm. That is such a big deal that it would be about him and his glory. So I oh, love for that. sure. For sure. I think, um, you know, the scripture does have some amazing things that God says to us from God to us that, that are amazing that God loves us. He cares for us, redeems us. He is so kind to us. And those are things we need to know. And so those are elements of cat theology that aren't necessarily untrue, that God really does make a big deal of us. But we can get so focused on that, that we we let ourselves become a bigger deal than, than God is. And so the truth is, um, again, we're made for God and, and His glory and so do we want a God who makes much of us or do we want a God who loves us, cares for us and redeems us so we can make much of him? Yeah, oh, that's, that's great. Good. And um, a, a God that's going to make much of me is, is not a, a very big, great God. I'm yeah. glad that he loves me and cares for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's the one that, that's awesome. And all of his kindness to us is a reflection of his greatness, not our greatness. And so we have to always come back to remembering who's the central character of, of history and the story and our stories. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if you struggle with it, but I put myself in the center of the story real quick. So, but one other, speaking of dogs, yep. <laughs> there was uh, a sign, this dad and his son were walking down the street and they saw it and they said it was a lost dog, you know, and it says, uh, please, if you find my dog, you know, uh, call us. And you know what? He's only got three legs. One of his ears has been chewed off in a fight. <laughs> you know, he's blind in one eye. I'm nervous he, right now. I know. Where are we going with this? And he has the mange and he answers to the name of Lucky. And the dad uh, looked and the son looked at the dad and says, well, well, dad, that dog doesn't sound very lucky. He says, well, he is, son. He's lucky because his master loves him and wants him back. Oh. And you know what? That is, I mean, we're like the dog with yeah. mange and blind in one eye, and yet we're, yeah. we're lucky or really blessed or so grateful because we've got a master who loves us and wants us back. And again, that, that tells us about the greatness of God and that he's the central character of the Bible and story and redemption and we, we always have to remember that when we, you know, come to church together and worship, when we 
come to Scripture and we come to our faith and living it out day to day, that He needs to be the center of the story and He's the great one, not us. That's good. I love that. That makes me think about how Dave or Brian was talking about how cat theology is incomplete. Not necessarily wrong, but it's yeah. just incomplete. And I just think you touched on that so well, for sure. So, okay, so you gave a great overview. I feel like that was super enlightening for me. So, but practically, like, how do you know where you stand? How do you know if you're a cat or you're a dog? And what's the gauge you can use in practical terms in your everyday life? Could you, uh, I don't know, speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I would start with that question. I've kind of already posed it. But when I just say, hey, do you view your faith through the lens of, does God exist for you? Or do you exist for God? Mm. So I think that's a, a practical question when you really examine how do I really answer that? Do I really, you know, do you view God as a waiter who's there just to take your needs and take your orders mm. and care for? Um, or do you view him as a heavenly father who is great and awesome and everything that you could imagine? So I think that's a great question. I think of uh, when you read the scriptures, um, do you put yourself as the main character in the Bible? Or do you continually see, you know, God as the main character of the Bible? Again, I think in our heads, we know the answer, but practically we can all of a sudden make ourselves the center of the story real quick instead of realizing he is always the center of the story. And yet he has invited us into his story and he loves to be the center of our story. And man, life's so much better when he's the center of our story and not Amen. us. So. Those are a yeah. couple ideas. Um, Those are good. Talk. You know, when I was in college, I had a pastor, actually, he, one thing he challenged us was even in our prayer life to look at that. And if we're focusing, if we're hearing ourselves say more, I statements are God for me, will you do this for me or for us? I want this, you know, that's really us getting into that cat theology a little bit and really yeah. asking God more about what he can do for us instead of what we can do for him. And so, um, Actually, I use that a lot in, in my own life to think about that. You know, David, hey, this is vulnerability time now. Uh, we want to ask you, you know, even in your own life, where have you seen yourself really drift in these things and um, maybe have gotten off a little bit of what God's really doing in your life? Sorry, first podcast. I forgot to turn my phone off, folks. <laughs> maybe that was just a distraction because uh, I don't okay. feel like getting vulnerable. I, Jim, I'd rather really talk about where I see this practice in your life instead of mine. <laughs> but not today. No, you not you just today. mentioned the whole prayer thing. And so I think uh, probably for a lot of people, but I know for me where I can be a whole lot more like a cat than a dog is when I can look at my prayer life at times and realize, you know, I'm I'm praying a lot more about asking God to bless me and my kingdom in a sense. Mm -hmm you know, the things that I want or I'm, I'm trying to build instead of praying about God's kingdom and the things that he wants and the thing that he's trying to build. And again, it's not that God's not interested in my life and doesn't want to bless, but a cat just is totally focused on those things mm -hmm. instead of realizing, you know what, I'm called to uh, exist for God in his glory. Mm -hmm. And so a big part of my prayer life, do I ever spend any time praying about the things that God cares about? And do I think about the things that God cares about or I, am I just expecting God to, to think about the things that I care about yeah. all the time and, right. ooh, you know, busted, you know, a lot of us yeah. in the room right now, you know, that we just need to say, God, for, forgive me. I'm so grateful you care for me and or want to be involved in my daily things and my provision. But, you know, do I have a heart and do I see life through your perspective? And I, but it shows up in my, my prayer life a lot, probably as much as anywhere. Yeah, so, I can yeah. totally relate. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think if we, a lot of times become the center of our own story, 
and, or even put God in our box, like inside of our story, we kind of limit him in some ways, like not think about how much bigger and outside of our own concept of time and space and our circumstances, he really is that he's above it all. And I, I don't know, I just I think about that a lot. And for me, I feel like when I read the Bible, I so often I'm like searching, especially if I'm in a difficult circumstance, I'll like go and read something to find something to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I found myself doing that so often to go and find something that will fit my moment that I'm struggling with. And that, which is not necessarily bad. Sometimes you've got to declare that truth over yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, walk out of fear and into faith. But like Psalms 46, six, for instance, it says, be still and know that I'm God. But so many times I miss the last part that says, for I will be exalted among the nations. Yeah. It's about his glory. And the cool thing is in that place, the pressure's off. It's not up to us. We can't save anyone. We can't fix our circumstances. We just get to rely and depend on him. And every time it's, he's going to be exalted among the nations and it's about him. Um, but in that, I can be still and know that he is God. Yeah, for sure. I remember uh, several years ago, I think when this hit me, I read a book by John Piper, and it was called The Pleasures of God. And there was one chapter in there, and it was called The The Pleasures of God in His Name or His Fame. And he went through the scriptures, and it talked about how often God did something, acted on behalf of His people. But part of the reason, or the the major reason He did it, was for the sake of His own name Mm. or His own fame. It's the same thing. And that God is motivated above all else for the sake of his own glory. It doesn't mean he doesn't love us. He does act for us in love and in kindness, in grace. But God acts for his own glory. And so at the end of the day, God's all about God. And from a human standpoint, that sounds conceited. But if God is the greatest thing ever, and his glory is there's nothing better than God should be committed to his own glory. Should yeah. he be committed to my glory above his? That would be a sorry world and a sorry God. And yet we never come out on the worst end because of that. The fact that God's committed to his glory means that he loves us really well. Amen. And displays amazing grace that we don't deserve. So I could yeah. go on and on and on. No, that's but, good. I can uh, see how I've even gotten caught up in that and I forget it still is for my good. You know, mm-hmm. he's still for my good in the midst of that, but it is, it's about his glory mm-hmm. in the end. All right. Hey, so we want to take a moment real fast to tell you guys about um, some extra steps you can take this week as far as growing in the ways of learn and pray. So you guys probably heard on Sunday us talk at nauseam about six ways to make a difference.org. Well, get ready for it a little bit more because we want to make sure that you are resourced and equipped and empowered to be able to take next steps out of the series to do all the things that God's called you to do because everyone's yes to Jesus looks different. So please visit six ways to make a difference.org and to speak specifically to learn and pray learn. There are so many resources on there to become a learner about the missions movement and how God is moving across the world to practical ways to jump in would be to sign up for the perspectives class that launches in January, 2020. You can sign up directly at that website or check out this other course. It's a shorter course. It's self-guided. It's called Momentum Yes to give you a taste of perspectives and what it has to offer. Um, it's There's some really great resources there too about prayer walking and um, some different things. I'll let Jim jump into those ones. 
Yeah. So as far as prayer goes, um, one of a great place to go is the Joshua project. You know, this is a place that can help us as we're looking into the unreached people group, who to focus on, how to pray. They do a great job of practically coaching you through that. And also for your families out there on the six ways to make a difference.org, we have a family and kids page and there's some great, even simple steps for you to involve the entire family in learning and growing and praying for the world and God's mission. And one last thing on prayer. I mean, you have you guys got to hear that amazing story of the Moravians that uh, David shared? Just to touch back on that, there's this awesome video on the Pray page that talks about not only the Moravian prayer movement, but prayer throughout the missions movement, you know, around the world and up till the present day. I really encourage you to check it out. It was really um, inspiring for myself. Yeah. Hey, David, just in closing today, you know, that was an inspiring message, but do you have any thoughts just on these two ways of prayer and learn um, for the body to hear today? Uh, yeah, well, I really do hope they'll go see the the six ways to make a difference website and on there, all those resources. Uh, I would love it if, if everyone went and read some biography of a great Christian missionary hero, um, you know, before they get to heaven, I, it may be a requirement to get heaven. I don't know. It's not, not, not really, but you know what you talk about just being inspired and learning. And one of the ways I've, I've grown as a Christian is reading a lot of different things, but I love reading the stories of God's heroes and we read about them in, in scripture, but getting to know some of God's heroes uh, throughout other periods of church history. And, um, you know, whether it's Reese Howells or Hudson Taylor, it, it's, you know, it's a great way to learn. Um, from the the life of faith heroes, and um, and we'll we'll have one of them with us in a couple of weeks yeah, with my, our friend Tammy, awesome. although she's uh, still living one. And so on that, and I think just with um, uh, just praying, as we think about this whole cat dog theology and the prayer, you know, if you're one of those like you know what I pray so much like a cat, maybe you just need to start saying, Lord, what's on your heart? Mm-hmm. Just. Show me some things that you care about that you want me to care about. Yeah. And and as God puts those things on your heart, and as part of it, you can start to pray for those things. And you're beginning to pray about the things that, that God cares about. And maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's the, the church and God's success to reach people or a missions organization or something else. Um, but you know what? And, and flip the script and not just ask God to take care of your needs and be interested in your kingdom, but... Ask God to be interested in his kingdom and to share his His heart with you. That's amen. Cool. Amen. Well, David, I, we're about out of time. And thank you so much for joining us. Yes. We are just so thankful to take some time out of your schedule and, and show up here and talk with us for a bit. So thank you. Hey, it's been real. It's, <laughs> it's been fun. Heck, it's been real fun. So um, uh, I'm glad we did this. And I, I hope people are going to listen and get yeah. something out of it. Yeah. It'll take the message just a little bit further throughout the rest of the That's week right. so we can keep growing together. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for cool. having me. And really quick to jump in at what you were saying at the end there, we want to leave us with a challenge this mm-hmm. week. And I think exactly what you're saying out of praying, what, you know, the challenge this week is to take a prayer walk with your family, with that dog you just bathed or whatever it may be. <laughs> take a prayer walk, download one of those prayer plans that are uh, on the website over there. Uh, yeah. And hit us up if you do on social media, we really want to hear about it. Let's take a prayer walk together. Yeah, and the cool thing is uh, Rebecca and I, we're going to do it with you. We're committed. Uh, we're going to try it out, and we're going to take prayer walks with our families, and then so we can chat about it next week and know how it went. So, hey, that's our first episode. We're super excited that you guys are joining us in this journey as we learn to make a difference in this world. So we hope you tune back next week. We're going to have an entirely new episode where we're diving into the ways of go 
and sin. So we'll see you next week. See ya.